What's up, basketball world? Welcome to the Go 100 Basketball Podcast. We will discuss basketball hot topics and current events from NBA to high school basketball news. I'm Big Go 100, the founder of Go 100 Basketball Training LLC and the nonprofit Go 100 Cares Foundation. I started this company, Go 100, to encourage the youth to do the best on and off the court and instill good life lessons from putting forth their best effort. I am a professional and collegiate basketball player that obtained my master's degree through scholarships from basketball. I started this company while finishing my master's degree and playing professionally and have been building this company for five years now. If you want to register for our upcoming events or purchase merchandise, you can visit go100basketball.com. What's good, Go 100 Nation? Back with another Go 100 podcast. I hope everybody is doing well. I appreciate y'all tuning in. I'm going to start off today's episode with a little snippet from that Michael Jordan show that was on Netflix recently called uh, The Last Dance. And this particular snippet is talking about uh, effort. Of course, I try to relate everything to the business, you know, go 100 basketball, because, you know, that's what I, you know, that's what I want to make known, you know, the intangible of effort. You know, it plays a huge factor in not only basketball, but real life, you know, from, you know, when you're working on a work project or, you know, a business project that you have or, you know, uh, in your relationship, you got to put forth some effort. So, you know, just trying to teach that. So, uh, here it is now. And I said, well, you got to work harder than you did in high school. He said, I worked as hard as everybody else. I said, oh, excuse me. I thought you just told me you want to be the best player to ever play here. He said, I'm going to show you. Nobody will ever work as hard as I work. My mentality was to go out and win at any cost. If you don't want to live that regimented mentality, then you don't need to be alongside of me because I'm going to ridicule you until you get on the same level with me. And if you don't get on the same level, then it's going to be hell for you. Yeah, let's not get it wrong. He was an asshole. He was a jerk. He crossed the line numerous times. But as time goes on and you think back about what he was actually trying to accomplish, you're like, yeah, he was a hell of a teammate. He was pushing us all to be better because he wanted to win. And guess what? It worked. I knew that Jerry Krause loved Dan Marley. And just because Krause liked him was enough for me. You think he's a great defensive player? Okay, fine. I'm assure you that he's not. Jordan spins away on Marley. He'll take it all the way to the basket and drops it in. Everybody's dreading getting back on the plane and going back to Phoenix. So I just say, look, man, I don't know about you guys. I'm only packing one suit. We're going back to win one game. I'm not going there to play two games. Michael Jordan on a pull Yes, Jordan for three. And Michael Jordan has tied the game. Jordan hits another three. Michael had that ability where he was not going to let them lose. My innate 
personality is to win at all costs. If I have to do it myself, I'm gonna do it. Every time out, he was just like aghast. You know, a lot of times when you're sick, you're able to find something deep down inside that you didn't know was there. And I think it was just one of those games where he wanted to win so badly that, you know, he, he, he stayed with it. After that timeout, that whistle blew somehow, somewhere. Got up and played. 15, Michael Jordan is back, putting the maroon on Chris Mars. At the end of that game, he started rising up and making shots and carrying that team. And the game is tied at 85. Marv, the Bulls have been here year after year. The confidence, the full. He had shown that no matter how sick he was, He's still the best player in the world. I can't pick one moment. And when I think of Michael Jordan, yes, I think of the shot. But I think of three years of watching that youngster get better and better and better. Michael Jordan's the only player that could ever turn it on and off. And he never freaking turned it off. Jordan, look at that! So when you weren't getting paid? 730? I've been. <laughs> That fueled me more so than anything, and it drove me to make this thing work. I gotta play catch up, but I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna do it. His work ethic was the best I've ever been around. He would hit early in the day, he'd hit off the breaking ball machine, he would come in after regular batting practice, hit some more before the game, and then would hit again after the game. After the season, usually there's a time period where Michael takes some time off the night they lost Orlando I said Michael you know I'm about to get out of here let me know when you want me to see you because I'll see you tomorrow the athletic director of Hanover County Schools called us and said I've got a guy down here I think may have a chance and that was Mike Jordan and so we invited him to our basketball camp when he got here, we knew of him. We had heard he was pretty good. Five days later, when we left here, we thought he was the best player in America. The big downfall of a lot of players who are otherwise gifted is thinking about failure. Michael didn't allow what he couldn't control to get inside his head. He would say, why would I think about missing a shot I haven't taken yet? Michael had an obligation to himself, the fans, his teammates, the organization, his family, everybody. He said, if you're going to sit down and take three hours out of your day to watch me on TV, I have an obligation to give you my best. To give you my best all the time. I never gave up. I never gave up. Every time we were close, I knew we were going to do it. I knew. 1998 NBA Finals MVP Michael Jordan. Hey, what's up, everybody? 
just a little information about the Go 100 Cares Foundation. We have a food drive coming up. It begins September the 6th, and it'll go on until November the 1st. So to donate, you can just contact us at go underscore 100 at yahoo.com, or you can visit support at go100basketball.com. Thanks for your help, and we appreciate all donations. Share what you can. Big Go 100 here just to introduce this clip about LeBron and his sons being on the cover of Sports Illustrated in his high school in Akron. I believe they were having a tournament there or something like that and LeBron was there coaching and they did a photo shoot in his old high school gym. But here it is. Big man dumps. Uh, 20 years ago, LeBron James appeared on the cover of Sports Illustrated for the first time under the tagline, The Chosen One. Today, he chose to wear a cut-off t-shirt with a screen print of that issue. It's 3.30 p.m. on a Friday before a tournament, half an hour into a photo shoot in the empty St. V's gym in downtown Akron with his sons Bronny and Bryce. While the boys pose for a photo, LeBron sits on the bleachers as NBA dynamics churn on. With superstars demanding trades and blockbuster moves from teams across the country, you'd think LeBron would be glued to his phone, but not today. Those notes he's taking? They're not trade scenarios, but drills for his son's practice he'll run later in the afternoon. This weekend, they've all returned home for the Battle of Akron, a hoop showcase at St. V's, and really, it's a LeBron James family event. That's because LeBron coaches Bronny's team and is a sponsor of Bryce's. Even though he's a superstar, LeBron coaches like any other dad. He grabs towels for the team, he's very vocal, applauds good defense, and calls for his son to crash the board. He isn't putting on a show for anyone. And you almost forget that he's a legend if it wasn't for the hundreds of cameras and referees wanting to shake his hand during breaks. But like all fathers, you can tell LeBron cherishes this moment knowing it won't last forever. It's well known that LeBron's dream is to play in the NBA with Bronny. If the basketball gods will grant that wish, however, is still undecided. But today, LeBron's legacy continues in a new way. The walls of the gym read, I'm just a kid from Akron, living a dream. And for now, it's never been more true. Four-time NBA champion Steph Curry received his college degree this afternoon at his alma mater, Davidson College. Queen City News reporter Shakira Speaks was there. Shakira, this was no regular graduation. There were hundreds of people who came out to see one person. Yeah, that's right, Alicia. And that one person was Stephen Curry. He's now a Davidson College graduate in the Davidson Hall of Fame. And he's the first player to get not only his jersey retired, but his number retired as well. He walked across the stage behind me wearing a cap and gown to receive his diploma. And then 
he did the ceremonial turn of the tassel just to signify that he was finally done. And just like you said, Alicia, there were hundreds of fans clamoring to get inside the arena to see Curry. There was even a ticket lottery for students, alumni, and then regular fans. And these fans are so loyal to Steph and Davidson that we met several people who flew in from Alabama, Texas, and even California. Curry says that this is the reason he chose Davidson. He knew and understood that education was a priority at the college. His experience at, his experience at Davidson was truly being a student athlete, and for the three years he was here at Davidson, he tried to embody that. He says it was also one of the reasons it took him so long to make a decision to leave because he wanted to finish what he started as a student and as an athlete. Once I did make that decision to go, I you know, made a promise to Coach McKillop, my mom, and, and Aisha that uh, you know, I would finish. And Coach always talks about, you know, finish what you start, finish strong, all the different mantras that apply to basketball, sports, and, and off the court as well. Those kept ringing in your head throughout the years that, like you said, it's not a, a have to, it's, you know, I want to. So both of Curry's parents spoke at different parts of his ceremony, and then he had his wife and his children standing next to him when his jersey and his number were retired. We spoke to fans and to Curry, and we'll have more of that coming up on the news at 10. For now, I'm live at Davidson College. Shakira Speaks Queen, City News. Yeah, big day for Steph and also for Davidson College today. All right, Shakira, thank you. That was a very informative clip, and I'm proud of Steph Curry on those two achievements, getting his diploma at his university, and then having his jersey retire. Kudos, phenomenal job. Shout out to him. Some news that you might have heard, Donovan Mitchell was traded from the Utah Jazz to the Cleveland Cavaliers. So a lot of people are upset like Stephen A. Smith, but I'm about to let you all hear a snippet of my capper brother, Chris Broussard's podcast, and he was speaking about it, and then I'm going to let you hear a snippet of Stephen A. Smith being upset. <laughs> Rob, I mentioned it. The Knicks, uh, they miss out on Donovan Mitchell. I thought they were going to get him. I think most people felt like they were going to get him. All they did they was talk don't. about it all uh, for all offseason. And he want, he's from New York. He wanted to play here, which is rare for a superstar, right? Right. Most and they guys blew don't. it. Right. They blew it. Now, look, let me start by saying this. He's going to the Cavaliers. I think, Rob, basketball-wise, for Donovan Mitchell, this is better. This is He's on a better team. Darius Garland, who was an all-star, will team up with him in a great backcourt. Evan Mobley, who was one of the great rookies last he year, looks like great, he'll be a He played star. great out of USC, man. I'm Absolutely. telling you. Absolutely. Only after one year, so he looks like he'll be a star. Yep. And Jared Allen had a fantastic year for what he is. I mean, he was an all-star. So they are really building something special, potentially special, in Cleveland. And I just think he's got a better chance of winning there than he would have in New York. I mean, Rob, when Carmelo came, people were hyped. Didn't turn in anything. Well, they've been hyped for everything. You Amari, know, I just, right? I, I Amari Stoudemire, Carmelo, I told Stephon, you, it's, all, it's always it, a day late, a dollar short yep. for the Knicks, and that's been their history, Chris. And uh, they hadn't won a championship since uh, 1973. Those are just the facts. Facts. Nothing else. Those are the facts. 
Right. And, and they just keep doing the same thing. I wrote a column the other day about all the misses. We talked about it, right, when they signed uh, R.J. Uh, Barrett, right? Right. Uh, that it was the first player that they had signed, Chris, <laughs> to an extension since Charlie Ward in 1999. That's unbelievable. Three years of futility. That's a, a 20— you're talking about Isaiah Thomas was your, an executive. Phil Jackson was an executive. Like Larry like, Brown was a coach. Lee right. Wilkins was a coach. I mean, they have that's why look, that's why Isaiah just, had his issues there, right? But when you look at Isaiah Thomas, first of all, we all know and it's been proven that he drafted well. And I'm not trying to say he did an awesome job there. I'm just saying he drafted well. And Rob, he hired Lenny Wilkins, Hall of Fame coach, and Larry Brown. Hall of Fame, coach. and and that was the you know what's crazy that was the one place Larry Brown it it blew up terrible. in one year. Oh gosh, Larry Brown everywhere he went, Chris, he turned those yep. teams around except the Knicks, and that didn't make it sense. It looked like Rob he didn't know. I, I if that if you didn't know better, and I think I, I you think Larry Brown's the best coach ever. I yeah, won't go that far, I but do. he's one of the best coaches ever. But in my book, one of the best. But Rob. It, that was disaster. Yeah, that, that he was, was a, starting dudes based on, like, if they went to a town, you know, played a team where the guy was from or something, he'd start them. Right. It was crazy. No, no. At, at the end, but I saw him, you know, when he turned that Pistons team around and won a championship and all that. And That I, was and a I, great coach. It guy. was. He, he he really did a great job for yeah. those two years. And Remember? Philly did a great job yeah. with Iverson. But anyway, the Knicks, I, 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 I don't get it. I, I don't get how all this time, all the conversation, all the talk, and Cleveland gave up first round, few, uh, unprotected first Only round three. Um, that, that's what three they gave up. And two pick swaps, which won't, they're going to be better than Utah. Right. So pick swaps won't mean anything. So why, why couldn't the Knicks give that up? Well, why? let's hear, Rob G., what are the reports on what happened about with the why Knicks? the Knicks couldn't get it done? Well, initially, this is from Tony Jones of The Athletic. This is when they first started engaging, and he's one of those plugged-in guys in Utah. According to him, the Jazz offered Donovan Mitchell to the Knicks in exchange for six future firsts, which, again, they had eight available to him, Right. plus Quinton Grimes, Emmanuel Quickly, Obi Toppin, Miles McBride, and Filler, which would have been like uh, Derrick Rose's contract. That's Filler. Yes. I, I mean, all those dudes are yeah, Filler right. in my book. Okay, Let's and, and, and the Knicks said no. So uh, according to Sham Sharania, um, he reported that before the uh, R.J. Barrett extension was signed, their final offer from New York side was R.J. Barrett, Emmanuel Quickly, and two unprotected firsts. So we don't, because my thing is, if they could have, I, I like R.J. Barrett. I think the dude, he averaged 20 points last year. He works hard. He's improving his game. He's a high character guy. Like, I think he could, Rob, one day become a Jimmy Butler, uh, DeMar DeRozan type player. That's not a superstar, but you know, that's like a star. You you like that. So I don't, and I think though they could have gotten but, him for, I don't think they had to give up RJ. But, but they, Chris, the deal on the table, give up the six picks. Who cares? You got eight. What well, do you care? They wanted to cut it down to what, four? They, they cut I it down given, to two. I would have said five and given them five. And, keep and maybe all, and to keep your point, RJ. at the end of the day, maybe I do give him six. What What do you care? We uh, right. Danny Ainge had uh, 14 first-round picks. Right. Seriously. You just said it. What have they done with their picks? Nothing. Since 1999. They, they haven't they, picked they, one they, guy they since before RJ right. that they wanted to keep. 
So so the whole idea, if I can get somebody who can play now rather than a question mark, right, and you don't know if it's going to pan out or if it works out. I mean, I get picks, but I'm not all into that. Uh, nah, I'm, 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 I'm just you know like, what that's about, Rob. What is it? That is GMs. You, you know this. You can sell two things in the NBA. You sell winning or you sell hope. And these teams that are bad, what Danny Ainge is doing, and sometimes it works. It worked in Boston, he did. right? He got all those picks. He's gone now, but they're good now because of the picks from that trade with the Nets when they got all those first-round picks. But if your team is bad, you go to your owners and you say, yeah, okay, look, we're not going to make the playoffs this year. We're not that good But look what we got. Right. We got 12 first-round picks over the next six years. And we can either make the right picks and get good players. Chances are we'll get a star out of those, at least one out of those picks. And then the other ones we can trade for for other players. So there's some legitimacy to it. But I also think, Rob, we know this is Clippers, Sacramento. They we can all name a bunch picks. of teams where it hasn't worked. Right. And and my thing is, if you're the Knicks, you're not talking about the future, man. The future's been 30 years going, Chris. <laughs> 40 years. I'm, right. right. Enough, Since enough, Patrick Ewing. You're enough right. with the future. You know, like, give me a good star player, a guy, who, like you just said, who's from New York, who knows the field, has a feel for it, who can probably uh, excel and not be, uh, uh, you know, uh, intimidated by the whole right. New York thing. And it would have been. It. He, and he wanted to be there. That's what – and instead he has to go to Cleveland, and I'm sure he would have rather played in New York. But he, as you said, basketball-wise, there's no doubt that, that where Cleveland is, the team is better. Right, right. And this is just, like you said, the Knicks blowing it. And, look, we both said Donovan Mitchell – Automatic, like by himself, he's not leading you to the promised land. Right. Okay. We both, they probably would have been a lower rung, maybe a seventh seed in the East with Donovan Mitchell, but he's 25 years old. He's a legitimate star. He's exciting to watch. He would have lit the garden up and he would have potentially brought another star player there in the future. And, and with him, RJ Barrett, Julius Randle, Jalen Brunson, like that's that's not bad. That's not bad. And maybe you grow together, and maybe you, you eventually you turn into something. But now they don't even have that, Rob. No, this is a mistake. This is the Knicks being the Knicks, and you can't feel good about it if you're a Knicks fan and go, "What? Wait a minute." They talked about Donovan all summer, and now he winds up in Cleveland. Yeah, over yeah. Over, over what probably is. Throwing in another pick or so, and, and again, you could have kept uh, RJ, and yep. instead, you, you don't have any of that. This has been first take. We'll see y'all tomorrow. <laughs> I'm so happy. I'm so happy to see you feeling like I feel about the Dallas Cowboys. I was sitting here thinking about baby when he was on when he was on the Breakfast Club. Is you finished or is you done? Okay, because I you 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 put everybody here at ESPN in a terrible cycle that has anything to do with the Dallas Cowboys. And every time something comes up with the Knicks that's bad, we wait for this 
this moment right here. This is the best Friday I've had in about three to four months, waiting for you to be downtrodden and sick about the New York Knicks not getting Donovan Mitchell. And don't act like you ain't know that it wasn't going to happen. You knew this was going to happen, but you want to get on here in front of your alma mater in Central State and act like you didn't know this was going to happen. I'm so glad Donovan Mitchell went to Cleveland so him and Darius Garland can form one of the better backcourts in the NBA and have a lot of success moving forward. And we're going to see what Jalen Brunson and R.J. Barrett does. But I get it, Stephen A. You wanted a name on the marquee. It's Madison Square Garden. You wanted those seats to be filled up. You wanted a highlight show, a highlight reel, and a guy that you could attach to. That is what I know the New York Knicks for. We could attach ourselves to Patrick Ewan because he was one of the greats and they was winning games. We could attach ourselves back in the day. We could move forward with this franchise because they had names. You not only have not had names, you have not had wins. You have not had playoff wins. And all this stuff you spew about the Dallas Cowboys, I'm starting to understand where it comes from. See, you, you are like a lot of people in the world. You don't want people to focus on your house, so you focus on everybody mm. else's house. That's what's happening with the Knicks. I get it now. But I'm so glad you sitting here looking like this right now, and I'm so glad D. Mitch is in Cleveland, and I can listen to this all year long. Because, y'all, Winston-Salem and Central State and everybody in that crowd, this ain't the last time you're going to see him cry about this situation. Wait till the Knicks don't have yeah. a good season and not playing well and watch the Stephen A you get. I'm gonna come back to Ohio. We gonna invite the same people in this crowd and we gonna have another conversation about why you mad then. Cry yeah. me a river. I don't feel sorry people, for Stephen. you because you do this to the Cowboys all day, every day. Let me tell you something. <clears throat> I have a very good life. Nothing. Yeah, I know. Life, 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 life. life, is, life is really, really, really nice for me. Okay. I mean, I must say, I have been truly, truly blessed, mm -hmm. except for when it comes to these damn Knicks. Yeah. I mean, they, 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 these, these Knicks are the bane of my existence. I mean, I want mm -hmm. the owner mm -hmm. gone. He won't go away. I, I want yeah. Leon Rose to stop hiding from the media and to be accountable and to answer questions and be a leader of the franchise. I can't get him to do it. I mean, I want players to step up and recognize what it was supposed to be about when you represent in New York, and they won't do it. I know. I just, I, it's sad. I, we all I, want a lot of things in life. I, I just, Molly I cannot I believe <laughs> that this happened. That worse, they got me on national television mm -hmm. acknowledging that something is yeah. worse than the Cowboys. Now, when I talk about Cowboy fans, I talk about a nuclear bomb dropping and three things surviving, rats, roaches, and a Cowboy fan. That's what I say. But then, <laughs> but then somehow, some so way, that is still not as bad as the New York Knicks. I mean, think about that. Okay. Yep. All right, let's do this. Can, yep. we, can we look big picture at the East? Because yes. this is what I'm curious of, Stephen yes. A. Does adding Mitchell make the Cavs a top three team in the East? We know he's been I, an all-star the last three seasons. I, I would tell you this. It's possible. I wouldn't say so definitively, but it's possible. Darius Garland is that dude. By the way, that was another dude that he I wanted go. the New York Knicks to draft. They did not listen, okay? But I wanted them to draft, I wanted them to draft Halliburton. <laughs> they didn't do it, okay? But this, I, I mean, don't get, me, get me started with it. But I will tell you this. When I look at the Eastern Conference, we got to put Boston there. Mm -hmm. 
We got to put Miami there. Those were the two teams in the conference Miami. finals. Yep. Milwaukee is Milwaukee. the favorite in the mm -hmm. East. I got news for you. Y'all can sleep on the acquisition of Markeith Morris all you want to. He was just picked up by the Brooklyn Nets. Understand something. With KD, with Kyrie, with Ben Simmons, if they play, if they play, if they're playing, a guy like Markeith Morris is going to help the Brooklyn Nets. I think the Brooklyn Nets could end up in the finals. So you got those four. You got Philly. You got Atlanta. Okay? You got six teams right there. You're looking at the Cavaliers. That's a seventh team. I think the Cavaliers could easily end up being a top four seed. Okay. Possibly top, definitely yeah. top five. Possibly top four. Because that backcourt okay. with Mobley, with Allen on the front court, I got news for you. Cleveland can make some noise next season. Yes, they can. Yes, they can. And this crowd co-signing here, Marcus, obviously out here in Ohio. Talk to me. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm with Stephen A. on that. Listen, man, we, we know what this, this league is driven now by how good your guys are on the wing and, and the guard spots. And you got a rim protector in Jerry Allen. Mobley is starting to ascend, like looking like the guy that we thought Wiseman would be for the Golden State Warriors. Hopefully, Wiseman can get going. But when you look at these four names alone, and you add in, you, you mix in potentially a shooter, a guy that you can get a spot, and he can knock down jumpers, this is a formidable four that we got on this board right now. And when you add D. Mitch, here's the other thing, too. D. Mitch has experience in the playoff of playing at a high level. Let's not forget that, because I hear Stephen A. and these NBA aficionados talk about it all the time. The experience when you get to the tournament. Donovan Mitchell has that experience. He can bring that to the Cleveland Cavaliers. Listen, I got to tell you, listen, you got to be able to score mm -hmm. and you got to be able to defend. When you're talking about championships, defend, yeah. Cleveland can do both. They got a great coach, Cleveland too. can do both. J.B. Bickerstaff is a hell of a coach. I like him. I love his daddy. I love him. I think they got tremendous potential. There's no question about that. They were in a playing game last year, uh, this past season, before losing to Atlanta. We know what they're capable of. And Donovan Mitchell is a 25-point-per-game scorer. He can do this stuff with ease. And that's when he had a Mike Conley Jr. playing alongside him. Now it's a young thoroughbred like Darius Garland. So I like what I'm seeing. Thanks for watching ESPN on YouTube. For live streaming sports and premium content, subscribe to ESPN+. Some WNBA news. The Aces are on the brink of winning another, a championship. Uh, and the Sky is on the brink of winning another championship. I was just watching Candace Parker's game today. And she had a double-double, a good double-double. I think she had like 20 and 15 or something like that. You know, she had a great game. Um, Asia Wilson, she had a great game for the Aces. She had like 34 or something like that. You know, the Aces just beat the Storm. I think the series is now 2-1 or 3-2. And then on Candace Parker's side, you know, the Sky is playing against Connecticut, and I think the series is now 2-1 after they won today. So that's some WNBA news for y'all. Stay tuned. Visit Go100Basketball.com to see our new event that's happening, the Fall Fundamentals event, beginning September 6th, going until October 10th. You can book sessions at go100basketball.com.
just go to the booking link at the top of the page and you will be able to set your date and time that'll be best for your schedule and we can give you a good training session and register for the fall fundamentals training some Oklahoma hoops for y'all Brandon Garrison the player out of Dell City High School that I talked to you all about I believe in like episode three or six but he his ranking went up on the ESPN 100 list so you know that matters a lot you know as far as these kids um, future collegiately and then professionally because he's already signed with OSU and everything like that OSU is getting a lot of uh, five-star and four-star players to commit and come and play there so that's great for him more news on the college side of things Trey Young visits OU's first practice. You know, he came back and seen the guys and a new coach and everything like that. OU's first game is on October 25th at the Lloyd Noble Center versus OCU, if y'all want to go check it out. OSU landed two more highly recruited players. So that's good news for their recruiting class. Some more college news. Derek Whitehead out of Duke had foot surgery, and he's looking to make a return soon. Also, South Carolina is the first college with in-house NIL firm. So that's good news for all of their players. They'll be getting some of that money that the university is getting because of their likeness, their hard work, and dedication. On the women's side of things, Paige Buckers, who recently got hurt, who plays for UConn, she's returning to college next year after that injury. I guess people were asking, she's going to declare for the draft and everything like that. And I guess she's telling them she's going to come back to college. So, good for her. High school basketball news. Cameron Boozer, the top freshman in the nation, the son of Carlos Boozer, NBA star, his rank has increased. He's going to be one of the best sophomores in the world next season. And some news from when LeBron and his son Bronny were at the Ohio State game <laughs> the Ohio State fans were chanting we want Bronny we want Bronny um, so they asked LeBron what route is he gonna take and LeBron is gonna send him the college route or he said uh, Bronny chooses the college route so that's good news shout out to them more history about BitGo 100. Uh, I think last time I left off whenever I went to junior college and I had that coach that, you know, we weren't on the same path, so to say. So I left there and I went to this Division II school. Now I know a lot of people out there are like, oh, but Division II is, is a tough league you know of course division one is tough because you got some of the biggest player and that's the only difference between uh, division one and division two and this is what a coach told me as far as recruiting stuff it's the size of the players you're gonna see more six foot four six foot six guards in division one versus in division two that'll be like a Ford or something like that you know so 
I would say size and skill set because you have some smaller players that are just skilled. You know, they have a high level of skill, can like score at a high level. So anyhow, um, I I wasn't you know disrespecting you know Division Two whenever I went there. Um, you know, just some people were just so you know bent on Division One. You know, which is good. It does help your career as far as on your resume and everything like that. But truth be told, even if you go Division One, you can still go up to Division Two. You know, that's the truth. You find a good enough school, you know, that's interested in you, you can go up to Division One. So, you know, um, this Division Two that I went to was still in state, but at a in a better part of the state. You know? So more restaurants, more attractions, more stuff to do. So I'm here around friends that I haven't seen in a while because I'm pretty much in the city, you know. <laughs> so I'm excited. I'm seeing old friends and, you know, getting to do new stuff. So um, it was a distraction. That's why I brought all of that up. It was a huge distraction because when I was at that smaller school, you know, in a little country town, I was able to be away from, you know, those old friends, you know, that might have old ways and, you know, doing the same old thing, <laughs> you know, so that's not always beneficial for growth, so um, I didn't realize that at the time because um, I was just leaving one university and then, you know, working to get into the system at another one, and, you know, the competition didn't stop, and me, I, uh, I don't know. Maybe I was spoiled, you know, because I felt like if I can outperform that player, I should get that spot. But it's more to it, you know. Big Bro told me it's politics, so you know I'm I'm learning about politics and everything like that, you know. And I'm not talking about you know what you see on uh, the news. I'm talking about politics as far as the politics and everything. You know, it's politics in the workplace, you know, politics on the basketball court, you know, politics online, like, you know, on like social media and stuff like that. So it's always involved. So you have to always go 100, though. That's the main thing. You have to go 100. Like, that's why go 100 is so huge to me. You know, some people will look sideways like, oh, come on, we made it simple. We used the short word go and then, you know, the number 100. Which, you know, most people, you know, relate to best or the most, you know what I'm saying? So here we got go the best or, you know, go the most. Like, just go 100, you know, do your best. You know what I'm saying? Because go is just another word for do. You know, it's an action, just like do. So anyhow, it makes sense. You know, it makes sense on a, on a deeper level, though, as far as it's just like a kickstart. So when you need to do something, when you have to do something, it's like go 100, I'm going to do my best, you know? So I went 100, you know, I stayed, you know, doing my best and everything like that. But this campus was a lot bigger. It was a lot more people. It was a lot more going on, y'all. So that matters, you know, because focus is key. Focus is such a skill. I wish I had known then, you know, that focus is a skill. You know, you have to really focus in on your goal you have to keep your eye on the prize as they say 
And, you know, my prize was to still go Division One. That was the prize. But, you know, I was, I was taking my eye off the prize by, you know, getting distracted by, you know, friends and new stuff to do and, you know, all of the stuff that really doesn't matter. You know, especially on that short amount of time as far as the basketball clock. There's a short window for everyone that plays sports, unless you're LeBron James <laughs> or, you know, Vince Carter or somebody, you know. So, um, season's progressing. We're competing for spots. You know, I'm still a competitor, so I don't care. I'm, I'm going after it. So, I'm competing for a spot. You know, everything is, is going smooth. You know, I'm having fun. I'm really enjoying this move, you know, you know, but I, I have to remain focused because it's so key, you know. So um, I actually went to this university with an old coach, a former coach, should I say. Um, and so uh, it was somewhat of like a, a helping hand. I would get some insight on certain things some help on other things, you know, and, and it was helpful as far as, you know, making that 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 level up from, you know, JUCO to Division Two. So um I'm just appreciative of having that um as well as being in the position I was in because the coach that was there, the head coach that was there was a, a great coach, a well renowned coach and you know, I look back, he's a good man because it was deeper than basketball with him. It was like life lessons also, you know, because you got to be a man. You know, you got to be a man before anything else, before everything else. You have to be a man first. And, and when I say be a man, it's not like, because, you know, it could be saying, you know, for all the ladies that's listening, be a woman. But what it's saying is you have to have that respect for yourself to do right what like what's right morally you know so you know you have to be a man as far as stay focused and you know handle your academics first and then you know as well as staying focused and improving your game so i'm really uh liking this all this like lessons and the new place and everything like that is way better than that small JUCO. So I'm not mad at all. So uh, we start to travel, you know, and I'm improving. Like, you know, at this point, I'm a sophomore in college, so I'm getting a lot stronger and stuff like that. And this place was like a performance development type of place, you know, so I was getting a lot, lot better. So I'm like going crazy with the tip dunks, you know, just making good plays, you know. There was a lot of other good players there. They were athletic too, so it was uh it was fun, you know. You know, I appreciated it and I had a good time. I really liked the traveling, you know, traveling to like further schools, schools that are farther out and they're bigger schools, you know, with better players. That was a lot of fun. You know, I'm thinking back on it now, and, you know, it was good times. Um, so uh, just the season progressing, I'm getting minutes, you know. Um, 
having some progress in my game, having fun and everything like that. And um, it's like Christmas break and everything like that. And I'm going to stop right there because it's a whole nother story after that. So I'll give y'all the rest on the finale. The Go 100 Basketball Podcast will be a weekly podcast where we will discuss basketball hot topics, also sharing interesting basketball stories and history from the world of basketball. I will also interview professional, collegiate, and high school players. We want to build a community in basketball of showing kids to do their best. Go 100. You can find us on all social medias from TikTok to Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and visit our website, go100basketball.com for registration of upcoming events as well as purchasing merchandise.